Good afternoon, y'all. Good to see y'all today. Um, guys, how many of you have watched the TV series called The Mandalorian? A few of y'all? Okay. Anyway, it's an extended version of Star Wars, right? Um, and uh, in it, they always have this little phrase that the Mandalorian always says after he has like this really cool encounter and this profound moment. He just looks at them and they go, this is the way, right? Meaning that this is the way of the Mandalorian. And that's what I keep thinking in this gospel when I read it. Uh, at the end of it, Jesus says, do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. I just pictured Jesus looking at him and going, this is the way, right? It's the way of the prophets. Guys, today we have um, a phenomenal first reading, Queen Esther, right? Um, Esther is one of those books in the Old Testament, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, that it's in the uh, King James Version, right? Anybody know for sure? I don't think it is. Um, so anyway, Queen Esther is this magnificent image, um, this very powerful woman in the Old Testament who uh, was beautiful, absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, and the queen wanted to marry her because of her beauty. The only problem was she was Jewish, right? And the king was not. So anyway, she did end up marrying the king, but he allowed her to worship. And um, there came a point, today is just a little, a, little, a little insert into it, but there came a point in their history where the king's right-hand man wanted to extinguish, I mean, totally wipe out the Jewish people. And so he designed something to where he would be able to kill all of the Jews without the king knowing about it. And now you just go back and say, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> instead of asking for permission. So the king was unaware of what was going on. Um, but the people, the Jewish people came to Queen Esther and said, look, you need to, you need to help us. Because if you don't, on the, what was it, the 14th of the month, um, the king is going to uh, completely annihilate the Jewish people. And so what Queen Esther begins to do is she begins to pray and fast and put on sackcloth and ashes for the people and for her uh, conversation with the king. Now, something really cool, I was talking to Rob over there before Mass. I was like, Rob, what should I preach about? And, um, and uh, I said, it's about Queen Esther today. And he was like, oh, courage, he said, courage. Because that's what Queen Esther is. She was just this incredibly courageous woman. He said, she is the Joan of Arc of the Old Testament. He said, but the only difference, this is his words, he said the only difference is she didn't have to wield a sword. She wielded the sword, the sword of the word of God to extinguish the enemy. It's like, good job, Couillon. <laughs> and that's, uh, <laughs> that's what Queen Esther did. So she begins to pray and fast. And not only did she pray by herself and fast by herself, the scripture says in chapter four, uh, 14, uh, 13, it says, um, Esther's maids and her eunuchs were also praying with her, right? So the queen had a court, right? And these were her servants. And some of the servants were just normal people, but some of them were eunuchs. And this is really important because um, eunuchs were men that served on the queen's court. Some of them, that means that they, were, they weren't fertile. They couldn't have kids. Some of them were born that way. They just couldn't have children. Some of them were made eunuchs, meaning they had surgery. And some of them just chose it, for the, Paul says, for the sake of the kingdom. Right? So it's interesting that the queen had these, this group of men who were celibate. All right? And they served in the queen's court. 
And they prayed and they fasted with her. And the queen begins to wield this sword, the, the spirit of prayer. And she begs God, under all the titles of the Old Testament, Abraham, Isaac, God of Jacob, God of our fathers, please let me go and give me the words to speak, she says, so that they may turn this lion away from us. Right? And so, yes, she absolutely does. She completely depends upon God. She didn't just say, okay, that would be a good thing to do. I am the queen, and I do listen to the cries of the people, um, but I'm just going to have a nice dinner tonight, and then tomorrow I'm going to go talk to the king. And the worst thing you can do is say no and chop my head off. I mean, that's the worst thing that could happen. But that's exactly what she was facing. If the king got upset with her, he would have just simply had his wife killed. That's not a big deal for them in the Old Testament. So she was literally going and facing the lion willing to put her life at risk in order to save her people. So in this light, Queen Esther becomes the image of our Blessed Mother. Right? She's a prototype of Mary. Right? And it's, it's us who go to Mary and ask Mary to intercede for us. And notice who's in the court of Mary. Who serves the Queen? Mary's the queen of heaven, right? She has servants. Well, there's two types. There's those, the general people, the congregation, the lay people. You, in a particular way, serve in the court of Our Lady, serving her. But then there's also eunuchs. There's men who are celibate. And they serve in a particular way, the queen. In case you hadn't figured that out, that's the priest. <laughs> Right? So, I mean, why are priests celibate? There's always that question. Why can't you get married? Well, because, because we have chosen, as St. Paul says, celibacy for the sake of the kingdom. We serve. We choose celibacy. I knew exactly what I was getting into whenever I made my vow of chastity. It wasn't a surprise on ordination morning that I'm kneeling down to the bishop and he goes, Oh, by the way, would you like to be celibate the rest of your life? Because that's what I'm asking you to do. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. You know, uh, celibacy is something that I thought out well in advance, and I knew what was being required of me. I knew what I was going to have to sacrifice, but I also knew what I was going to gain. It wasn't a saying no to something. It was saying yes to something greater. And so that's what happens. The queen, our blessed mother, has these celibate men who are at her service in her court. And we... Pray with Our Lady on behalf of the people of God. And we intercede and go before the King in His throne here in the, at the Holy Altar. And we intercede on behalf of the people of God. We've given our lives as men who are chaste and celibate and fruitful in our celibacy. We're not sterile as a eunuch would be. Our celibacy has, is fecunda, it's, it's free, and it's fruitful, and it's supernatural. And it was chosen, right? God gives his priests a choice to become priests or not, right? This is a great choice. It's a great freedom that's given to us. We have eight years to figure it out, right? And so I think it's just really neat to, to parallel Esther in the Old Testament and Mary now in the New and into our queenship of Our Lady. And what Esther needed, right? the people serving you guys and the eunuchs, so too does Our Lady, because Mary's greater. And the choice of the eunuch, in the Old Testament, they didn't have a choice. If, if it was said that, you know, Lee, you're going to go have to serve in the queen's court, sorry if you're married, buddy, eunuch. 
Hello. <laughs> yeah, but we have a choice as priests, and we can give that as a gift and live in the fruitfulness of our celibacy, which brings forth supernatural life, which is incredible, right? And so that's what, where we're at today with Queen Esther, knowing um, that Our Lady is the, the, the prototype of, of Queen Esther, right? She is the one who fulfills this powerful, powerful woman of the Old Testament, and she is always interceding for us, for you and I, before the King of heaven and earth. So don't be afraid to take your intentions to her. It's the way that it works. She is queen, she receives our intentions, she takes them to the Father. And what happens in Queen Esther is the king turned everything around and killed his right-hand man and saved the Jewish people. Right? And so Our Lady does so for us. So let us take all of our prayers, concerns, issues to Our Lady, and she will just take them right to our Heavenly Father, the King of Heaven. Amen?